Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're having a great day. I am so excited to have Jeff Tesh with us. He is the CEO of RCN Capital, and it's a company that I've actually had some affiliation with over the last several years, you know, as I've moved from company to company and then subsequently, you know, moved out of lending altogether as an originator. I'm no longer doing that, of course, and really excited to have him here with us. So let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. Again, he's the CEO of RCN Capital. RCN does small commercial loans anywhere from 50000 to $2.5 million to fund the purchase and rehab of non-owner-occupied residential and commercial properties, provide bridge loans, and issue real estate-backed lines of credit. Now, let me tell you what that really means for those of us that are listening in. These are non-owner-occupied only, no owner-occupied whatsoever. And therefore, is not subject to all of the crazy mess that we're all involved in with QM and not, well, non-QM loans. So there's a lot of flexibility in these types of loans. So if your niche is in investing, investors, which is what my niche was in and how I originally found RCN um, years and years and years ago in Vegas, right? And yep. um, if that's your niche and you're tapped out at DTI or property or, uh, you know, number of properties financed or assets available, you know, for every property that's financed or credit issues or any of that, this is the place to go. This is where you need to be maneuvering. So this is a great niche to be in. It's a huge market across the United States. And you're going to tell us about that too, Jeff, about how we aren't bound to our own city or our own uh, licensing. So I want to say thank you so much for taking time to join us and welcome to our show. Oh, Jen, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for all the kind words. You know, we do go back quite a ways. It's been great to see the evolution of your career and some of the different educational things that you've been doing today are just tremendous, Jen. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's just jump right in and talk about who this is for and who this is not for as it relates to the mortgage lender. And then we'll go into the same question for the consumer. Sure, absolutely. So just a high-level view on our company. You know, we started our company back in 2010 as a private family office that was going to deploy capital into the non-owner occupied residential space. Now, what does that mean? That means folks who were buying distressed assets, which there was a tremendous amount, as we all know, 
coming out of the Great Recession, there was an amazing opportunity for investors to buy properties all across the United States, rehab them, and put them back into the marketplace for families to live in. So because this is a very specialized loan, we thought it would be a great time to start a company really focused on just that, which is a short-term, 12-month, interest-only bridge loan that gave investors the power to not only acquire the property, but also provide the capital they needed to take that property back up to livable standards and put it back into the marketplace. So for the independent professionals out there, the mortgage folks, this was an opportunity for folks to begin originating product that was well outside the traditional residential guidelines that we're all so accustomed to. And that's kind of how we got started uh, in really very just organic fashion. Yeah. And, you know, I love getting the emails from you guys about, you know, sharing what the financing is that you've done, you know, over the last month or so. I love looking at those because it opens up so many opportunities, you know, just to help more and more families and especially investors, you know, create more wealth for themselves. So mortgage professionals, let's talk about that. This is specifically for mortgage brokerage firms and the employees that work there, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, many folks have seen me all across the country. Jen, our, our paths cross all the time at the various mortgage origination conferences from coast to coast. And once again, I'll take us all back to kind of how we thought about building the company. And when we were building out the company, you know, starting back in 2010, we had a choice. And that choice was, are we going to hire loan officers and deposit them all across the country? Or were we going to empower the independent brokers that were already in place in every community across the United States? And as you can probably guess, we chose the latter, which was to really build our lending programs so that independent originators could easily sell these products to their customers and be compensated quite handsomely for them for doing it. Yeah. So just so that we're really clear on this, if you work for a bank or you work for an independent mortgage banker or mortgage lender, this is a product that you'd have to go to your lender and figure out whether or not, you know, they'd want to participate in this or not. Or you could call Jeff and find out ways that perhaps you could participate as an independent. But generally, this is for mortgage brokers and their employees only. So I just want to make sure we get that clear. Yep. It's a great opportunity. If you can make this happen, it's a wonderful opportunity. So when we talk about actually offering this kind of a product, you know, as residential loan officers, and I know that this is something that you've had to, you know, really, really train a lot of people on because the mindset of a residential loan officer kind of reminds me of the old days, because I've been in the business forever, right? The old days way back in the 80s when realtors said no to VA loans because they didn't understand them, right? Or someone said right. no to a NAGAM loan because they didn't understand it. Even today, perhaps someone's saying to an adjustable rate because they don't understand it. So to kind of put those walls down for anyone who's listening here, is what are you finding is the best way for loan officers to transition and bring this 
product up? Is it a last resort bring up or is it something where someone has to make a conscious decision to market this so that they can increase their business or is it a combination of both? Oh, exactly, Jen. No, the latter is 100% correct, which is we find independent mortgage brokers all across the country are very busy today with the low interest rates on acquisition, but especially on the refis, Mm -hmm. especially over the last six months, as rates have really come down to numbers that we haven't seen in 30 or 40 years, everybody really got very busy and had very full pipelines. Mm -hmm. However, as 2020 comes along, it's extremely important that folks think about adding other products to their mix to help diversify what they are selling in their communities. So what I like to talk about a lot when I'm going around touring the nation, educating the independent brokers is, there is no reason for your company and you as an individual loan officer to ever say no to a non-owner of occupied commercial loan. And the reason that is, is it is super easy to get signed up with a company such as RCN Capital, understand our product mix, get the introductions here internally, and then when those opportunities come along, you will immediately have the ability to be able to get those deals funded. So to really answer your question directly, Jen, the time is now to add this product to your mix Whether or not you choose to market it, that's really a business decision on your part. We have full white label capabilities to be able to meet up with the local loan officers, give them all the materials they need to market it, but that's not really needed out of the gate. What is needed is the initial education, getting you or your company signed up so that when these opportunities come along in your local communities, you can take advantage of them. Yeah, I think that's really key. I've been talking about short-term gain for long-term pain lately. Absolutely. Just a year ago, we were in long-term pain because everyone was saying, you know, I'm not funding anything. I don't have any business. I don't know what to do. And, And of course, I've run across people that have said, you know, I'm having my best year ever. And I'm happy for them and I'm pleased, but it's temporary. You know, it's only because the market's in our favor. And so these are great fundamentals and foundational products and services that you can offer that differentiate you and separate you in the marketplace. And that's one of the things that we are constantly talking about. And no one takes it up. I shouldn't say no one. There's only a handful of people that take advantage of making themselves different and shining a light on what their capabilities are. So I love that you said that. And, you know, I think that and it's a class that I've given too, is, and I can't even think of the name of it, but it was all about investors. And I, I literally went from the, the wannabe investor who's never had an investment property and how the mindset has to change because it's not the emotional connection. It's all about the numbers all the way to you and other companies that do this service, you know, in what I would call a kind of a world that most loan officers don't even know exist. I mean, it's crazy. They don't. They don't even know that this exists. And, you know, I play in that market because I, I do a lot of wraps, you know, in subject to, and that's how I buy my properties. So I was already in this market and it was easy for me to make the transition, but I do agree that, you know, it's a mindset shift here for everybody. So let me stay on this just for one second is 
So why do you think 2020 is going to be instrumental other than, I mean, we know that interest rates are probably going to drop just a little bit more, so it's still going to continue. But why do you think this is the time to be introducing this type of product when you think about 2020 and beyond? Yeah. So what I've found, and this goes for any business career that you're in, whether it be mortgages, real estate, or selling sandwiches on Main Street somewhere, right? It is much easier to diversify your product offering when times are good. When times are good, your bank account is flush with cash. You're thinking about how much longer this is going to last and just really enjoying the good times, right? Right. You're not worried about how am I going to pay my staff? Do I have to make layoffs? These are all horrible decisions that are made when you're wondering where the next wave of volume is going to come from. I often say in my various contacts with brokers across the country is, please take advantage of the good times to think about how you're going to set yourself up for success when this refi boom ends. Listen, I believe the purchase market is going to stay strong in 2020 and beyond. There's generally not enough single family houses in the United States in most MSAs for the demand that is there. But the reality is the refi boom is really what's powering a lot of these over-the-top earnings with independent professionals. So now is the time to think about non-owner occupied origination and adding it to your product mix. I'll give you a quick stat. So in a third quarter of 2019, all the single family one to four transactions Almost 18% was just under 18% of all the transactions in the United States were for some sort of commercial purpose. And what I mean by that is it could be the short term fix and flip, you know, meaning the 12 month buy, renovate, and sell, but also an area that's growing in tremendous, I just can't even believe how quick it's growing, is folks beginning to aggregate single family one to four homes for long-term rental income. As a matter of fact, here at RCN, last month, the month of October, 35% of all our originations were for long-term single-family, non-owner-occupied rental debt. So the market is really, I'm gonna use the word exploding, it is, and now is the time for the local originators around the country to add these products to your mix and really take advantage of it. I mean, if you think about it, Jen, right? 18%, that's almost one fifth of all the transactions in the United States. If you're not originating non-owner occupied commercial, you are just throwing these away. And uh, the time for that to end is now. Now is the time to be thinking about how I can begin really capitalizing on that growing marketplace. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, speaking of stats, let's talk about a little bit more about stats as it relates to that is why is it that you're getting so much of this business? What is, you know, we talk about 35% of your business came in as long term. The average loan officer is saying, well, if it's one to four, why aren't they just getting a regular loan? So what are some of the stats as to why people are coming into this market space if rates are that low, for goodness sake, <laughs> right? Why, yeah. why are the stats like this for the buy and holds? Yeah. 
So it's interesting, right? As the non-owner-occupied capital marketplace has evolved, and what I mean by non-owner-occupied capital marketplace is, when we started our company back in 2010, I mentioned family office. Basically, what family office means is we put together our own cash, significant amounts of equity, and began lending it out as our own money. There was no leverage. But as interest rates have slowly declined since the crash, the capital marketplace has found commercial non-owner occupied lending to be a very attractive place to begin deploying significant amounts of cash. So what we've done, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what we've done at RCN is we've used our extremely solid cash position being a family office and began partnering with capital partners out of New York, mostly hedge funds, Mm -hmm. to drive down our cost of capital, especially on the 30-year non-owner-occupied long-term rental, to the point where we are competitive with local lenders. And I never like to talk about rates and points as the point of why you need to do something, but the fact is we're putting out capital today anywhere between 4.75 and 5.25, locking those rates in for 30 years, no five-year arms or anything like that. You're like, you're locking in at these crazy low rates, which 4.75 on a 30-year fixed for rental is just tremendous. And, and, and the reality is- it's me be- through the coals for underwriting. Bingo. That's exactly right. So, you know, really to answer your question, why do people, why wouldn't they go to a local community bank for the 30 year? There's a couple reasons. One is our ease of underwriting. So there's no personal debt to income Mm -hmm. for the long-term rental, meaning I don't really care how much you made or lost last year on your 1040, mainly because we don't collect it. What we are concerned with is your credit history, Are you paying your bills on time? And how well is that single family home going to cash flow once you get a renter in there? That's what we're concerned about. And it just makes the process so much easier than going to a traditional bank. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. So that really addresses the consumer, you know, the primary focus on the consumer. And I want to just talk about that just a little bit more in that, you're doing buy and holds, right? And for those that don't understand what that means, they're just buying investment property and holding it for however period of time that they want to hold the property, you know, to grow well, to pay off the debt, to have equity, to have cash flow, to leave it for their family members, whatever their case may be. Then there's also the fix and flip or rehab, renovation, that type of thing. So think about it. If you're in that space of renovation loans with Fannie or with FHA, This is a great opportunity for you to just piggyback on something you're already familiar with, and that's doing the same type of thing, but on the investor side with the fix and flips. So what else are you doing besides that? I mean, you mentioned something about bridge loans, but help us understand how we could do bridge loans with you as well, and maybe an an investor, maybe on an owner-occupied, I'm not real sure there. Right. So we are a non-owner-occupied lender. One of the reasons so many independent professionals love to add this product to their mix is it frees them from all of, and you mentioned it early on in our conversation, all of the things that we've been implemented, Dodd-Frank and TRID, all the rest of it. 
It simply does not apply to commercial lending. And it's not because the government thinks what we do isn't important, but the way it's looked at is it's one business entity dealing with another business entity. It is two businesses acquiring debt for a business purpose. So for us, that is really what differentiates us from the traditional residential mortgage place. But to answer your question on um, how we add different products, the fix and flip is the bread and butter, still is the majority of what we do today. The long-term rental is growing in popularity. And wherever you're listening from today, I don't care if it's from Sacramento, California, Key West, Florida, Spokane, Washington, wherever you are, there are investors aggregating single family homes. But to add another layer to this, which is what about just straight up bridge loans for investors? We have found that there's many investors that acquired properties during the crash, shortly after the crash, and have really seen a tremendous bump in the equity that they have available in those homes. Some of the folks have paid their debt down to zero, other folks have had their debt paid down to a very minimal portion in comparison to how much equity is available in the property. So what we do is we do offer bridge loans to folks who are already own properties and are looking to take cash out of those properties and move them into another transaction. Could be buying more properties, could be investing in a family business. If that opportunity comes along where investors own properties today, they're looking to take some equity out and move on to another opportunity. A straight up bridge loan is certainly an opportunity that we've been able to capitalize on uh, in a growing you, area. Yeah, how long are you? How long is the bridge loan? Yeah, so typically the bridge loan is once again gonna be a short 12 to 24 month loan. Basically what it's doing is providing cash to someone to take advantage of that opportunity that they see today. Yeah. Could be rehabbing another property. If they, basically, if they're cash poor but equity rich, yeah. it gives them the ability to be able to capitalize on that next opportunity without having cash in the bank. Right, and without having to eliminate that particular property. And of course, you know, when it comes around for due time, right, it's either they'll sell that property and, you know, take whatever cash out or they would have already fixed and flipped another property and paid that off. Now, as we talk about commercial, and not to get too technical in this because commercial is a whole different thing. I used to do a lot of B&Bs years mm. ago, <laughs> a lot yeah. of bed breakfast. But right now, what are you seeing in the commercial space that you guys are doing? Are you seeing small little anchored malls? Are you seeing seven to nine unit multifamily? What are you seeing mostly in what your definition of commercial is right now? Sure. So I can only speak to what we're lending on, which is we are aggressively lending on multifamily repositioning loans. Yeah. Once again, all across the country, there is so many small apartment buildings, small to mid-sized apartment buildings that were built in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Many of these are the existing owners, and they have a tremendous amount of units that haven't been rehabbed have gone vacant. They could be less, you know, retiring, cashing out of the property. So what we're dealing with was investors coming to us saying, hey, I've got this 20 unit apartment building somewhere in 
the suburb or downtown of any city America, I want to buy it. I want to convert those units that are dated to today's standards. So once again, I need an acquisition loan. Yeah. I need bridge lending to rehab those units. And then I will take this loan out long term. So what you're really looking for there is a 24-month multifamily bridge loan that looks very much like the single-family one-to-four fix-and-flip loan, where we're giving acquisition dollars as well as those rehab dollars to be able to bring those units up to standard. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of that, Jen. So now, you know, in a traditional commercial loan from a local bank, there's going to be a review of everybody's documentation, their credit, their P&L, their balance sheet, a whole renew, usually in that three to five year span. So what are you guys doing on those types? Are you following suit with that and reintroducing and making sure it's still on track? Or are you just letting that loan kind of sit there for the 30 years or whatever term you've, you've gotten? Right. So really dividing it up into the two areas. One, which is, you know, the short-term fixed flip, which we'll call bridge lending, and then the long-term 30-year rental. So on the fix and flip, we are super involved with these properties. We service all of these loans in-house. We don't sell off the servicing to another lender on the short-term bridge. So basically what it means is if you buy a property in your community, I'm going to buy it for $1,000. I'm going to put $50,000 into it. And I think I'm going to be able to sell it for $250. We fund that loan. And then immediately you go to work fixing that property. Right. And what you're going to do is we fund 100% of the draws. So what you'll do is as each segment that you determine is a good time for you to request more money, because we're only charging interest on monies that are dispersed. We're not charging full boat at closing. So you can control the amount of money that you need. You will reach out to our servicing department and say, hey, you know, I've finished the kitchen. Can you please send out an inspector to inspect this property? I'm going to need a draw for whatever, $10,000. We send out the money. We send out our inspector. They review. And then we will immediately wire that money within 72 hours to your account. So you control the process of that fix and flip. Now, switching gears to the 30-year, 30-year is a straight-up rental loan where there is no rehab going on. So all we're concerned with is that that property is tenanted up at closing. And then once that lease is in place, we securitize these loans and they get bundled into the secondary market. And then long-term servicing will take over on those properties. Right. But to be clear, there's no looking at everything three to five years, every three to five years. And I think people need to understand that that's what happens with traditional commercial loans is that the bank is wanting to refresh and relook at everything every three to five years because they have these calls on them. They don't have the long, even though they call it a long-term, they have these three to five-year reviews. So I think that's a huge benefit as well. I want to switch gears real quickly as we kind of finish up our time today. And that is that if a loan officer is listening to this and, you know, one, they're going to have to go to their broker manager and and get signed up and all of that. Or if they work for a bank, they can give you a call and find out what they can do. But I want to know what would be the next step for someone to introduce this to their realtor base. Because I know that when I introduced it to my realtor base, one of the challenges I had is that 
realtors come around and they're like, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, I'm a real estate agent. And I go, how come you're not doing real estate on every kind of real estate? Why are you only doing residential? Yeah. If you, you could do more, wouldn't you want to do more, want to have more opportunities? It was a little bit of a challenge because just like loan officers, residential loan officers, we have this mindset of QM, right? And we're like, oh, it's got to fit by the rules. And so all of this is a little new to some people. They're saying, wow, this is even out there. So how would a loan officer or what are you guiding your loan officers or having your staff do to guide loan officers to be introducing this to make that mark in the business to the real estate agents that they're working with now as a means to help their business grow? Right. And, you know, realtors are a great point. We were actually out in San Francisco this year at the National Association of Realtors Annual Convention, which was just a couple of weeks ago. And what we do with the realtors is we try to, you hit the nail on the head, Jen, which is we try to educate the realtors as to saying, why would you limit yourself to owner-occupied? You should be seeking out investors in your community and saying, hey, I have a pipeline of deals that get listed with me and my company. I want you to be able to work with me to find that end buyer that will absolutely take this distressed asset and or rental and put it into the community. You know, what we often tell the realtors, and for that matter, mortgage brokers in general is, if you just sat down at your computer at home and Google in your community investment clubs, there are so many investment clubs in every corner of our country. And if the realtor or mortgage professional engages with these local mortgage origination investment clubs, you will be amazed at what you will find is going on in your community today. One of the largest is known as RIA, Real Estate Investment Association. You just Google that. There's chapters all over the country. Yeah, they have a national cruise too. I've been on it. <laughs> oh, they that take, sounds they like take fun. All the RIA, national RIA, yeah, on a big cruise. And everyone has, they have lots of speakers and lots of deals are getting done and money's flowing back and forth. It's really exciting. Yeah, no, RIA is definitely one of the best ones around. You know, I would just caution everybody. It's a lot of investor wannabes. And so you have to grab the bull by the horns and be the leader in the relationship with the investors as consumers, as well as anyone else who's in there trying to get business. I will tell you this, very, very, very rarely do you see another loan officer in there. It's not lenders. 100%. And, very, and I never see realtors in there. You know, And if I do, they're, they don't even usually own their own home, let alone investor <laughs> property. Yeah, so I think that's a great way. What other tips might you have in just, you know, if we wanted to talk to the realtors that we already have in our database and say, you know, in, you and I are talking, this won't be released till after the new year, but you and I are talking here at the end of November. And this is a great time of the year to be talking about what my plan looks like next year. And, and I know I've been guiding all of my coaching clients to be sitting down with their partners and saying, you know, what's your goal next year? How can I help you get there? Here are my goals. How can you help me get there? So how would I be introducing this to my residential real estate agent who I have a really good relationship with? Because I just feel like a lot of loan officers are so afraid. They live in that scarcity mode. They're so afraid to muddy up any waters and introduce something new to their realtors that maybe they'll go, you know, elsewhere, which is just a bunch of cockamamie, right? Because I've, I've done it myself. I've introduced my realtors to this. But what suggestions do you have to broach that conversation and introduce them? 
Right, absolutely. So especially for the mortgage professionals that are going to reach out to their realtor contacts, first thing you want to do is get educated on the product mix with your private lender. Now, obviously, at RCN Capital, we take that very seriously. Our marketing department goes above and beyond to be able to provide you really easy-to-use white-label documents that you will be able to share with your realtor partners so that they begin to understand just how easy it is to market to investors. And that's really what we're talking about here today, Jen, which is every level of the food chain, marketing to investors, which is a completely underserved marketplace when it comes to independent brokers and especially realtors. Realtors are so focused on the lunch and learns with local folks Let's try a completely different tact, which is how about lunch and learns for investors? Reach out to your local business groups, and they're everywhere with Lions Clubs. I mean, the list goes on. The the finance planners, all of the usual folks that people need to do business. If the mortgage brokers educate using the simple white label documents that we provide, you will find that the little light bulbs go off in everybody's head. Oh, I heard about a deal recently and I told them we didn't do that. Yeah. Once again, that needs to end today. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember bringing this up and saying, oh my gosh, I had this guy and I, you know, and oh, I'm already working with an investor. He doesn't even look at properties. He just, whenever I get a pocket listing or a regular listing, I just send it over to him and then he runs the numbers and we close on him. And these are deals we never see because the guy's paying cash or getting money from you already, <laughs> right? Bingo. Mother source. So, we, you know, they're deals we don't see. I have one other quick question I want to ask you because you mentioned listing agents. You know, one of the things that I really focus on with my high-level coaching clients is working with listing agents. And it's so funny because most loan officers, I think realtors go to school and they're told to say three things. Say, I already have a lender. I have an in-house lender and I'm a listing agent and the loan officer should put their tail between their legs and run away, right? And I like to be a disruptor. So I say, oh my gosh, you're a listing agent. Awesome. I've been looking for one. Catch them off guard, right? So I developed a lot of things that I could put into working with a listing agent. To what capacity do you think this works for listing agents just as much as it does for the buying side of things? Because you've talked more about, you know, focusing on the owner-occupied but do you see that this could be, you know, a great way for them to get new listings or take on listings they normally wouldn't have because this opportunity is available and there's knowledge provided by the loan officer as they approach them in the relationship? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we really talk about in our presentations around the country is you want to become, meaning that the local mortgage professional wants to become the go-to expert in a specific area, right? Question. Yeah. So that's if a you thing, yeah. <laughs> if you right, if you can become the expert in non-owner occupied commercial lending, whether if you're in a small branch, a big branch, whatever your community is, if you're the go-to person for that knowledge, you know what? Little things like, hey, reach out to your local paper that yeah. only serves your town and offer to write an article on an investment that you saw happen, and maybe you participated in, all of a sudden, you're the local expert in this particular segment of the mortgage place, 
Now you're going to be the ones, oh, well, I heard Mary over here at so-and-so mortgage shop is the go-to for this product. Or Joe over at this realtor is the go-to to list my investment property when I want to sell it. If you make yourself the expert, business will follow. Yeah, love it, love it. Well, it's always been that way, right? You make yourself, I do, I don't need more, but <laughs> I used to do the best customized 30-year fixed rate loan in the marketplace. Think about that. Most loan yeah. officers don't think you can customize a 30-year fixed rate <laughs> And so I would just change the words, and, and of course, we're customizing them all the time, but I want to do it better than anybody else. You know, I want to be the best at doing a customized 30-year fixed rate loan than anybody else. And of course, mine was always investor anyway, because I had my own need yeah. to put it together. Absolutely. Jeff, it's been fantastic talking to you today. Well, tell us a little bit about you. I just want to hear something about you in that what is, you know, one of your personal goals for 2020 and what book are you reading right now that's having an impact in your personal or professional life? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. We're just getting ready to set our goals for 2020 for the company. We just sat down last week with our manager roundtable. And that was the topic, which is each department of our company, whether it be finance or marketing or technology, what is each department going to do to move that ball forward for the company? And one of the things that we've always tried to do here at RCN is taking the absolute granular customer experience and trying to make it so unbelievable that those customers will never want to leave. And what I really mean by that is when you're selling money, everybody's rates are kind of the same. You know, you might be a little better here, a little worse here. But if that customer experience, and when I use the word customer, I'm not just talking about end user. I'm talking about mortgage professional partner. I'm talking about referral agent. Mm -hmm. All the way down the food chain, if you can make that experience unbelievable, the company will absolutely grow. And that's really what we're working on for 2020. We've done a great job with it the past couple years and our reputation, we like to think, has really propelled us to the great growth what we're seeing. But it's always about what's next in that customer experience. And that's where where we're working on today. As far as what book I'm reading, I recently had the pleasure of seeing Gary Vee, Gary Vanderchuk at AIM. And, you know, I had seen him on LinkedIn and how powerful he is with some of his ideas on empathy and growing a business. So I recently picked up his latest book and I'm just getting into it. The thing I love about it is it's straightforward, no nonsense. Yeah. I'm what what really is the name of his most recent book so we can get that a link here? Yeah, so his most recent book, and I can't remember the title, it was just released last year, but what I'm finding out about it, Jen, is that he really goes into some of the granular ideas of just how important it is on customer engagement yeah. and and how empathy can really power not only your own organic business, but that customer relationship and bring it to the next level. Yeah, I love that. And I think it even goes beyond engagement nowadays. It's involvement as well. It's not just what we do, looking at them and engaging them, but it's their involvement in 
our success, you know, their, their involvement in all the things that we do in our practice. So I love that. Thank you so much. I, again, just want to yep. say thank you so much for joining today. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Jeff's email address here. But for those of yep. you that aren't, I, we will have the email address in the show notes, LinkedIn, as well as all of the websites and things like that. So you can, I mean, it's super easy. It's rcncapital.com, but you'll be able to go there as well if you want to reach out to um, his company. And, you know, you probably won't get the CEO and that's okay, but we heard <laughs> it from him. And uh, yeah. listen, their whole team is incredible. They all know what they're doing. So, you know, reach out to them and see if this is an opportunity that could stretch your business, you know, next year and beyond. So again, thank you, Jeff, for being here. My pleasure, Jen. Thanks so much. So good to see you. You too. You too. So everybody, again, thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. And I forgot to say at the beginning, if it's your first time, welcome to our community. Make sure you subscribe and make sure that you get all of the updates. And boy, as we get further and further along here, you know, we're coming up on our fifth year doing this podcast, one of the longest running, actually the longest running podcast for mortgage lenders. And I just say, continue to pay it forward and go back and listen to all the beginning again. You never know. There might be something that said in the beginning or in the interview that didn't resonate with you the first time through, but boy, you're ready for it today. So I thank you again for listening and go out and make it a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.